Welcome everybody to the Great Break Podcast. I'm Marina Wells and I'm here with Chantel. We're going to be discussing today divine sacred feminine energy and Chantel is here to discuss her experience with birth, her business in, in regards to being a birth doula and her entrepreneurship in creating lavandula skincare products for women who are um, entering that sacred feminine energy, not just for, you know, those that are pregnant, but what her products can also bring to the table in sacred feminine energies. I'm super excited to have her here today. We um, are going to jump right into this. Welcome to all our new listeners. And uh, yeah, this is Chantal. She's an amazing feminine energy. She's bringing so much to the table. She's really helping empowering women in the birth process. We're going to get into her birth stories. We're going to get into birth trauma. We're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff in this show uh, of what sacred feminine energies are in alignment and how to bring that into your business. So Chantal, welcome to the podcast. It is so great to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here um, to talk about this again. So <laughs> yeah, because we recorded and then I forgot to, well, I forgot to record and then, you know. Yeah, good practice run, but. <laughs> good practice, yeah, definitely good practice run. But I think it's going to be much more aligned. I think we can go deeper yeah. now because yeah. there was so much coming up last time that I wanted to talk to you more in depth and you've had some experience. Yeah in your own business and your own life experience, things have been unfolding amazingly for you. So let, let's go into it. Let's talk about um, your sacred feminine energy, what brought you into all of this, being a doula, into your business, your pregnancies, like, let's just go with it. Let's Sure. Let's yeah. So um, as you know, like I started out, I used to work as a social worker and then I kind of transitioned into the like corporate world working as uh, for a consulting company. Um, and that was never really like my passion, but I was doing it, you know, I made it work. <laughs> and then yeah. when I got pregnant with my daughter, that's when I started sort of researching like more into birth and like uh, natural birth and things like that. Um, and after she was born, I had the idea to start Lavendula Skincare. Uh, the skincare line but it was going to be more for facial skincare that was my original plan um but then COVID happened so my plans got put on hold and it was always in the back of my mind though I already had set up the LLC and you know wanted to get started but um then when I was pregnant with my son and when I was giving birth (laughs) when I was in labor at the hospital you know smelling my oils (laughs) <laughs> and getting my my doula was massaging me with you know the almond oil, and I was sniffing like the lavender and the clary sage, and I was like, oh, like it just kind of hit me like I need to make my product lavender skincare for pregnant women and for women in labor because it's such right. like a sacred time. And um, even at the hospital, like all the doctors were like, wow, it smells so good in here. Like the labor delivery room was so relaxing. It's like we had the essential oils going, we had the music, we had the flameless candles. <laughs> like we were trying to make the hospital, you know, a sacred space as much as it yes. could be for my son's birth. So um, yeah, it was it was while I was you know in labor that I had the vision. And then you know when he was just a month old, I just started like 
I don't know if it was channeling or what, but I just started writing down all my ideas. I, I made my website, I set up the Shopify, I did all this stuff. And, and I also was just like, I'm going to be a doula. Like, I want to be a doula. <laughs> you knew it. Yeah. You knew it. And it's funny because I would have never, if someone would have said, would you be a doula? I would, it, it was just never something that was in my mind, but it just kind of got channeled into me during that birth process. process I right. Swear. It's, it's amazing how these souls come in as you were speaking this time around and we're doing this. It's like, why didn't I pick up on this in the first time? Because what I realized was your, your daughter brought in that feminine energy and first changed you into like mm -hmm. natural birth because you, you worked, had natural birth with her. Yes, but then yeah. the masculine energy of your son gave you the direction of the vision. So it's like this oh, balance. I just noticed that's that. very true. Right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So with her, I, I had the idea. And then it, yeah, with him, it kind of got like more on paper. Like it got into action, you know? The details. Right. So okay, so let's yeah. go into your daughter's birth because you said before that you were in the corporate world, you were doing your whole thing, yeah. you know. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you like are having a natural birth. Like there's, there's a lot of women out yeah. there that are moving between those fields and then trying to be in their sacred feminine and give natural birth, but it's a scary process. Yeah. So let's, let's go into your transformation into that. Yeah, it was, it's actually really difficult. Cause like, if you know, a lot of when you first become pregnant, like there's a lot of fear and, mm -hmm. um, I had read some books and watched a documentary before I ever got pregnant, like in my early twenties, I think it was okay. called the business of being born. And so oh, I had I a little, that. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Ricky Lake, Ricky Lake. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. And so <laughs> I always kind of had it in the back of my mind that it would be cool to have a natural birth. Um, however, I had some fertility struggles. So where I ended up, I was just with a regular OB, like just someone I stumbled upon. And it wasn't until I met my doula with my daughter that she was kind of like, have you thought about doing a home birth? And the thing that she said to me was she said, you know, you want to have a natural birth. You want to deliver vaginally because I let her know that was like something passionate for me. I didn't really want to have a C-section. And she yeah. was like, well, you know, if you go in the hospital and you have a C-section, you won't have a chance to have a home birth you'll have to have another hospital birth, another C-section or a VBAC. Right. So she kind, of, right. she kind of made me think like, oh, this is my only chance. So, because I, when I got pregnant, so I kind of had to stop working midway through my pregnancy. I started working okay. from home, which was a blessing. Not everyone can do that. Um, yeah. But I was able to do that. And I just kind of became super focused on like, preparing myself for the birth. I read the, right. the Bradley method of natural childbirth and started doing all the things um, to prepare myself for like having a home birth. And um, I did, I was able, I was able to birth her at home and like, it went great. However, there was like some complications after her birth that I ended right. up having to go to the hospital. And so I got to see kind of both sides. Right. Um, but it was a, it was a huge transition because yeah, it was just like, it, it was, it's really hard when you're in like the corporate world to be, have the time to even research all that stuff, you know? Right. And we yeah. doubt ourselves as feminines too. We're given so much in yeah. our world, first of all, even being in the corporate world per se, that we yeah. have to think a certain way and be in this masculine dominated energy right. where we're more activated in the masculine aspect of ourselves 
And also yeah. we find ourselves pregnant mm -hmm. and we want to do, I have the same experience as you. I wanted to have yeah. natural birth and do all of those things and research. And I too then had a doula. I had an obstetrician and oh, a yeah. doula. I, yeah. yeah. And it was very like, similar. Yeah. Very similar. Why didn't we yeah. discover this the first time? Obviously. <laughs> I know. So I understand she brought in that feminine energy for me, right? Yeah. Now, we just, I discovered in our first recording, like I realized I had birth trauma with my first, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Which I didn't realize before. So now what I'm feeling is like, so when you went in with your daughter's first birth and you had a, an, an amazing experience, you said that things turned or things yeah a little bit different so you had a very contrasting experience yeah. can you go into that a little bit more yeah it was like I had this beautiful natural birth I labored at home it was quick um it was extremely painful I will not lie but you know yep. I did it I did it and I pushed for an hour which is like pretty unheard of for like a first-time mom like birthing at home and so she was born, it was beautiful. Like she was on my chest. Like I, I was in love with her. Yeah. And it was like in ecstasy. I didn't have any meds. So like I had all those natural endorphins going. Right. And um, yeah, then my placenta, like I noticed my midwife seemed a little concerned and I was kind of like, what's going on? And so my placenta was stuck. And I think it possibly was coming out in like pieces, which is never a good sign. Um, oh. So she told me to get up and squat to try and get the placenta to come out. And yeah. I just started seeing stars, like complete. Oh. I was about to black. I'm like, I'm going to pass out. Like call the ambulance. This is not normal. I've never felt this. And I oh. guess I had already lost, been losing quite a bit of blood. So it just oh. went downhill from there. The EMS came you know, had to go into and an, under anesthesia and get my placenta removed manually, thankfully. Right. Um, but then my whole hospital stay, I went from being, you know, home birth, wanting to do everything natural to thrown in the hospital in an emergency situation. Right. And so I was like very abrasive towards everything because I wasn't very trusting of, you know, the hospital system. And even the nurse mm -hmm. said to me, she's like, have you ever been in the hospital? Because every time they were in, I'm like, what's that? What are you doing to me? <laughs> what is hemorrhaging, <laughs> but I'm still fall. Oh. But um, yeah, so it was like this crazy contrast and I was not prepared for it. Um, right. I wanted, the whole point of um, having a home birth is I wanted to be able to have those first few days at home with my baby exactly and that was just like completely ripped away from me right <laughs> right and I think it's important like we're bringing that to the table that we're we're telling women like we are very much pro like doing things naturally and whatever else as yeah. best as you can but the hospital is there for a reason there's medical yeah. interventions for a reason because things like this can go wrong yeah. And again, we don't want to instill fear with our women right. and our sisters, but I think it's good to understand different things that can happen, even because I'm very against medical yeah. intervention myself. Like I don't really like it. Yeah. Um, and I ended up having the birth in the hospital. And like you, like with my yeah. second, we had the, the, the flameless candles and the meditation yeah. music and, and the whole bit. Yeah. Um, but my first was also a little bit traumatic. So let's, Let's go into that a little bit more about um, 
your births. So you had this whole contrasting aspect with your, with your daughter. And then, you know, it was love at first sight. I mean, all of a sudden you're in the hospital and then did you have the idea for your business after that point with her or was it before? It was, well, I, well, I always in the back of my mind, since I was like a teenager, wanted to do some sort of body care, but it really started to get started when she, she was born in October in January. And after she was born, I started to be like, I should really do this. You know, I should really okay. start this business. But then as soon as I got everything filed, like I said, like COVID happened and right all, and all that happened. <laughs> yeah. So then let's go into your son's birth then. So, so something ignited with your daughter and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to bring this up too, because I want the feminines out there to hear how you know childbirth pregnancy conception all these creative energies come in and start infusing our 3d reality that what you're seeing what you're feeling what you're experiencing are real i just wanted to reiterate that it's real for them these are real tangible visions and experiences right so the details came in with your son so talk talk to us a little bit about your son birth because you had a vision apparently while you were birthing like that's crazy cool yeah so um I like as you said I knew I had to be in the hospital with my son just because of complications with my daughter's birth um and all that aftermath so I was in the hospital and um I had already gained sort of like a new understanding and appreciation for women just based on what happened to me, knowing that had this been, say, like, 100 years ago, I would not have made it, you know, like, we didn't have all these interventions that would have saved me. And it was like this um, realization of like, all of our ancestors and the women that came before us, the how serious childbirth is, you know, and why there's like, a I feel like there's probably like a collective trauma towards you know that but I won't go into that right now but I so I I I knew that how serious childbirth was and I was like you know what I have to be in the hospital this time let me just make the best of it so I have my doula I I picked out an OB who was more on the natural side who I knew would kind of allow me to birth more and let my body go into labor naturally and um I did end up having to be induced but Okay. It went fine. There was, it was still no epidural. I was still no Pitocin. So like, <laughs> right. So it was a natural induction as that. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was kind of really while I was laboring that I had the yeah. vision. Um, but I was like sitting on that birthing ball and like my doula was there and she was giving me actually like a back massage. And it was really weird because it was like this realization of like this feeling of like another feminine, like really caring for you. And like, yeah. I feel like that was like a, a like a, it was like the feminine energy, you know? And I was like, this is just so nice. Like she's literally massaging my lower back through this horrible pain yeah. and, you know, making me feel so amazing. And I don't think it was then that I realized I wanted to be a doula, but I did realize I need to create product. So it was like, mm. it was kind of like a vision where I just was like birth oil, belly oil, boob oils. <laughs> just like, and I just in the nurturing all, while yeah. you're being nurtured. I yeah. love that. You're being the mother's being mothered. 
I love that. Right. And while I was like, obviously my son, when he was coming, you know, he was descending down into my pelvis. That's just causing me all this pain. So yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. And um, so, yeah, I had that vision and like, I kind of just tucked it away because, you know, I had a lot mm -hmm. going on <laughs> mm -hmm. and um, he was born. Um, it was a fast birth again, once again. And, you know, and did, he, you, did you go sorry. through trauma with him as well? I did. Like, yeah, I absolutely. Naturally. And then. Yeah, I ended up hemorrhaging. So again, pretty severe yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. And thankfully, thank goodness I was at the hospital because this hemorrhaging, it wasn't like repaying placenta. The placenta came out. It was just like an immediate postpartum hemorrhage, but um, like very severe. So right. even my doctor said it was one of like the worst he's seen. Like he was right. like, yeah, that was more than normal, like a lot more than normal. But, uh, and I had, I kind of had like a moment where um, I was like praying because I thought it was like a near death experience. I thought that I wasn't going to make it because right. I could feel the right. And I looked at my doula and she was just like, she did not look okay. Oh, I looked wow. at like everyone was like all the doctors, everyone was terrified. And I was like, oh, I'm dying. I just went really into touch and go. Yeah. Yeah. I went into prayer and I was just like praying like for my kids. And it was just like this crazy moment. And um, yeah, I don't know. They were like doing the fungus massage. They gave me a whole bunch at that point they had to give me a whole bunch of meds to stop right. the hemorrhage. Um for sure. They were injecting needles in my leg. <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, it stopped. And I was like, okay. I was so grateful when it stopped. And I was so happy because I was like, they saved me. And I was like, God saved me. I felt like that. I felt mm -hmm. like there was angels around me and I was Definitely. not meant to die. Yeah. And I was like, if I was saved from this, like, I need to like, there's stuff, there's like stuff for me to do here. Like I cannot Definitely. sit because with my daughter, I was stuck in trauma for quite a while. I was like, I made it through this time. And it made me realize how last time was worse. Because last time I needed three blood transfusions. This wow. time, yeah, this time I hemorrhaged, but I didn't even need a blood transfusion. Because I caught it probably. Yeah. And you were able to get it. I, I yeah. love that you're bringing that up because it even challenges me, like with the whole medical field and stuff. Like I'm very kind of like, I'm a little granola, right? So yeah. <laughs> hearing you having these experiences and the touch and go and all of that is so important with our women claiming their power, especially when they're going through childbirth to know, you know, you can still have your natural birth, but there are those other things that, you know, even if you're against medical or whatever else, because I know like some people sit on both spectrums. It's like, it's either I'm a physician yeah. or I am going with natural and that's right. it. And, and I think you're really helping bridge that perception yeah, to be open sure. that there's a reason that the hospitals are there, but there's also things that the hospitals take away from us as yeah. well that we have to be aware of. So what, what do you feel that bridging point is like, what does the hospitals take away that you feel take away from our feminine powers, birthing mothers and, yeah. and vice versa? Like we know what the hospitals are doing for you, but right. the, and the so other aspects. Yeah, so I mean, and even with being a doula, that's kind of where my passion lies. It's like bridging the right. gap. So like these, a lot of women do want to birth naturally in a hospital. And for a lot of hospital providers, that's just unheard of or unseen. Right. So like 
you know, it's very abnormal for an OB to watch a woman not want to have an epidural. And I right. think mine that, was like that too. Like very yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And, but. and so like, even I was at a birth this past, um, last week and they wanted to give her epidural at nine and a half centimeters and I, and the OB oh. was panicking. Yeah. And so I could see that the OB possibly, and we have to take into account their bias as well. Like they have seen it all. So they're sometimes operating out of fear. Like, you know, maybe last time their client was at nine and a half and pushing and, you know, they weren't progressing. They ended up in a C-section. So like they start prepping her for a C-section, but as a doula, it's your job to believe in that person that they can do it, that their body is made for this, that they, you know, like if, if we were to do nothing, most cases, the baby would be born. Right. <laughs> right? right. It's a hospital that puts all these interventions and time constraints. And a lot of them are good because they, there are certain things that, you know, help make sure baby and mom are healthy, but there's a right. lot of interventions that are unnecessary. For example, you right. know, an IV, like you don't need to have an IV when you're in the hospital, but most doctors are most comfortable that you have an IV because in the event you need an epidural, you need at least two bags of saline first. Right. And, you know, they need to, they don't want to be trying to struggle for an IV in an emergency situation, but it's like, is it medically necessary? No, it just makes no. their job easier right. or, you know, makes them more money by giving you epidural and more meds and this and that. And it so, helps them with their progression to control the situation. Yeah. And, and they what love control. <laughs> exactly. And then what you brought yeah. up too, which I didn't realize was I didn't think about our doctors, the medical staff, having trauma as well based on first of all maybe not even knowing or seeing natural birth because I know my OB had never even witnessed a natural no medication birth and I think you know acting from that trauma of not being able to have control over a situation of what they do know yes exactly and they and all they all they know is like the medical way to help right they're not necessarily trained in like that's where a doula comes in. Like when I see, okay, mom is at nine and a half centimeters and like baby's right there. Like maybe right. some position changes. Let's do some squatting. Right. Let's do some, um, like open your pelvis, like different things like that. Whereas the doctor yeah. is more like, I need to get the baby out. So they're thinking right. epidural C-section, like that's where their mind goes. And that's right. why a lot of women, if they don't have a doula, they're not informed, um, end up in that situation when maybe it wasn't necessary. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. And then it takes away the power from the birthing mother who's already in a place of like, especially if it's your first birth, like, oh my God, I want to do it naturally. Is this something I really yeah. need to do? And having a doula there really helps advocate yeah, and with both mom. of my births, um, I don't think I could have gotten the baby out without like my doula in the pushing phase, like being like, "You can right? do this. You're so close. <sighs> you just gotta There's, keep going." <laughs> it's all underestimated. It's so amazing. There's something so powerful that I think we're missing in our sisterhood when women yeah. come together to birth. You know, there was yes. a reason why women yeah. used to circulate women back in the day and birth yeah. like that energy. 
my doula yeah. like I don't even remember I mean I remember my husband at the time there but it was like about me the baby and the doula I was like right. that energy was just next level yeah it's a very like feminine experience and like a lot of times like in, in my doula business we like train the men on how to support the wife because a oh, lot of times I love that yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish my husband had gotten that maybe I would have changed things up I know because a lot of men are scared and like they don't know what to do and and when it gets to that scary point and they see their wife out that out of control and maybe they're used to them being in control they get freaked out like they get freaked out (laughs) oh they do yeah and that's why it's good for a doula to kind of encourage and remind both of them like hey this is normal like when if she said she wants a natural birth when she's going through transition she's probably gonna say cut the baby out like ah, oops. totally oh <laughs> I screamed for epidural I did I did I screamed I was like give me the damn epidural they're like Rena you're like nine cents like this is not gonna happen right that's why it's good for the husband to know that in advance that she'll likely do that and then also um to have your team be on board because in a hospital setting if a doctor hears a woman say that that's their consent. They don't have to listen to the doula or the husband at that point. So oh, that's why it's good having everyone on board and, and having a doula doula like, hey, like, if she, say she says that during a contraction to maybe wait till she, the contraction's over and, you know, hey, I just want to remind you, you know, when we talked before, like you mentioned on your birth plan, you really didn't want to have epidural. You're already, you know, nine right. centimeters, you're getting really close. Are you sure? Because the doctor heard you say that and they're prepping you for that. Are you sure that's what you want? And then, you know, they can discuss and just take a moment to pause. I had the the doctor at the last birth, I was at, look at the husband and say, you're, you're speaking for her and she's in pain. (laughs) Yeah. It just is funny. Yeah. So that's kind of where I think a doula is so invaluable. Yeah, completely, completely. I would have yeah. never been able to do natural, honestly, if my doula was not there advocating for me because yeah. you lose it. You lose it at a certain point, especially when it's your first. You know, I know with my second, you kind of know, you remember the memories come back. Like, right. Oh, damn, I remember this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, they really, they really advocate for you. And so your, how you've changed now. So you've had your birth, you've had your visions. You are now training and working as a doula and and created this amazing business with lavandula uh boob oil and all of these different products that Mm -hmm. you have um tell us more about how you've bridged that corporate mom but Chantel before you had your babies to where you're at at this point in regards to what you're bringing to the world the changes and and everything that you've you've kind of come full circle because you're still using your business side to you. Right. right? But it's, it's more, it's changed now. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause even though I was like in the corporate world back then, I feel that I was super like disempowered. Mm. Like, yeah. So it wasn't like, like I was just like boss lady. Like, no, it was like, really like I was just kind of doing what I was told and like, not living to my passion and like doing what I looking back it look it seems to me like meaningless tasks I know I'm not to like knock anyone that's like yeah punching numbers and things like that I still have to do that you know for my business and 
I still sure. do the bookkeeping for the, the business I was working for, just much less. But um, yeah, I was very disempowered. I wasn't in touch with my femininity. I, I actually lived in such like a male dominated world that I thought that being a doula was silly. Like I didn't right. really think that, but like my mindset was so much of like the patriarchal, like being a doula is not a good career. Being a doula, what's the right. worth of being a doula? Where yeah. I was like now coming on the other side and having my children and getting in touch with, you know, my femininity, my feminine energy and seeing the value in like the sisterhood and not viewing everything from the patriarchal men mentality. Yes. It's like understanding how sacred that is to be like birthing baby souls into this world and supporting women and like to think that I thought it was silly or like a silly career. It seems like something a hippie would do. Like those are right? just all. <laughs> so I feel like I've come full circle and I feel I'm much more empowered now because it's like, I'm doing something where it's very valuable. I feel knowledgeable. I feel empowered. It's something I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I've studied it more and I'm more confident in my abilities. I've given birth. I've been a mother. And I feel so much more confident in that. And, um, and also just like working with women, they're more appreciative. Yeah. And I love what you were saying there at the beginning where it was like, you're still punching numbers, you're still doing the corporate stuff, but there was something where you weren't open to maybe yeah. this path, right? Because, and I see that so much, even in myself, you know, when I started reading tarot and doing all the spiritual yeah. stuff and even the podcast, it's like, yeah. I was really, you know, I was project manager, business analyst for government, yeah. really like masculine, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we take those things that I just wanted for the sisters out there listening to this, you know, again, like those two different spectrums of like, okay, you're going to have, um, you know, the hippie granola stuff, or you're going to have the systematic stuff and there's no in between. And like you said, you, we can't see as women and how we've been conditioned in the male dominated world of how our path can actually unfold, what we're really meant to be doing because we've been so blocked from this feminine yes. energy. Yeah. And brainwash to almost think that it's uh, unworthy. Like even yeah. the way society brainwashes you to think being a stay-at-home mom is has no value or is like a silly thing to do it right. kind of ties into that do you know what I mean because people does. kind of look down on that and like mm -hmm. but if you think about it you're doing something very important by molding and raising your children right and that creates community yeah. and that changes how people are act later on in their in their world because you're dealing with the inner child and the inner wounding yeah. and all of that at that point. And so let's go into more about um let's take a look at the time here because I feel like we've already been yeah, talking about like half an hour and <laughs> I don't even realize like my gosh here I'm trying to do I even have the time up. I don't even have the time up. I think I'm just gonna flow with it. Okay, let's let's <laughs> Let's close. I'm going to ask you about, because we're going to go deeper into this in regards to um, your, I'm just looking at my notes here, the, the business aspect in regards to the, the oppressions that are happening, maybe keeping us away from like, because you had your business come through and a vision and maybe how yeah. the oppressions and 
in the medical field and, and how we are as women, even society as a general, that's keeping us from actually creating some amazing things in the world because we haven't been tapped into that, that energy. So let's, let's take it, let's talk a little bit about a little bit more about the oppressions that you're seeing as a doula with women right now. And then we'll, and then we'll go to break. Okay. Yeah. In birth, giving birth, correct? Yeah. Birth and the whole process, I guess how, whatever comes to you and the whole process too of, of whatever comes to you. Yeah. Of being a mom. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, Oh goodness. There's so much. It's like, where do I even start? let's just let's just take it like point form and then we'll like get into the meat of it let's like okay we'll go for break after yeah yeah well I think just taking away the like first of all instilling the fear instilling instilling the fear around birth as a society um taking away the mom like disempowering women into the belief that they can give birth they can do it um Mm -hmm. they are strong enough things like Mm -hmm. that um like trusting our bodies, right? Like trusting our bodies. Yeah. And the symbiotic relationship between like mom and baby through the whole birthing process. Um, and with our society being so like, go, go, go. It's like not being able to sort of like get in tune with your body, with your baby. And you know how a lot of complications in pregnancy can actually come up because of all the stress, the, the, like the poor diet and this and all those things that lead you to end up needing more intervention regardless, like the high blood pressure, right. which is something I had in both pregnancies because yeah. of stress, but it leads, it right. spirals into other, other things. So like, I think as a society, there just needs to be more of an emphasis on taking care of pregnant women um, yeah. and new moms. Like the fact that there's only six weeks of leave is, yeah. uh, is crazy to me in the like, u.s yeah 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 at least canada is better it's a year yeah, canada is is better in the year i i just know a lot of companies don't top i was government so i got top up which was amazing you that know, is amazing like, yeah that was amazing throughout my whole pregnancy i got top up but a lot of people don't get top up so they have to take a salary cut which is you know but this whole aspect of like what we're talking about how we're treated as women and even i didn't think of it before that when we're in the pregnancy alone, you know, it's almost like we're treated like we're sick or we're like, there's something wrong yeah. that like you're saying that can manifest in other things, mm-hmm. which is like, I had high blood pressure too, which is like, it yeah. went up to a hundred, I wanted a home birth with my second, but my blood pressure went from 120 over 80, which is normal. But for me at the time, that was very low. So when oh, it's okay. spiked, but when you're saying that in my pregnancy, I had a very stressful pregnancy pregnancy because yeah I was going through marital problems at the time I had a a, a two-year-old when I yeah three month old by the time I gave birth and having them same as me 23 months old <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we got it's crazy we're so married that's so hilarious <laughs> um and we're discovering it on the podcast so I love that <laughs> so like having all of that and then like the trauma of that uh, now that you're saying that, I believe not being nurtured during my second pregnancy, I gained so much weight too, yeah. that I was trying to fill a void, I feel. Yeah. And all of that 
contributed not being nurtured even throughout the pregnancy or honored for my yeah. feminine instincts or what I knew what I wanted yeah completely innate like created my blood pressure to go up and I had to have a hospital birth with yeah. midwives but it was still I couldn't have that home birth because of right no that's so true and like that is one of the things that I experienced too and like not feeling like I was being nurtured and both pregnancies and having a high blood pressure and having to take on everything when it pregnancy is a time where people should be taking care of you emotionally physically mentally you know all the way spiritually and um it's funny because my mentor who I did the doula training with this weekend (laughs) she says that a lot of times when you're giving birth, um, you need to conserve your energy for pushing, right? And right. a lot of, so like, you know, you have to be quiet and like push labor down is what they say. Right. And then when women are like, ah, like you're expelling all this energy that you need to conserve to push the baby. And she mm-hmm. has a theory that the reason why women do this, she's like, the more the partner's not paying attention to them, the more they scream because every laboring woman wants their partner to pay attention to them and care for them she's like and the men are always on their phones and i truly believe there's like a kind of like the men need to step up no offense that is that is actually true because okay so like in my ex-marriage my husband can step up in real life but i'll tell you labor delivery he was there with me he was connected i was like amazing like this every day of my life but (laughs) right but he was there it actually made me want to have more babies with him because he was present he was there but as soon as the baby came and the responsibility came like he was gone like that was yeah yeah but I mean that is a thing because you're I know that's a rarity for men to be that way I don't know what it was Mm. with my ex like he was tapped into that point yeah I can see how men aren't tapped in at that point because it's bringing up yeah yeah it brings up like it's a lot for them to deal with and like it's just funny her having seen so many births and her noticing patterns yeah but I mean I'm like even with the blood pressure and like it's like one more risk factor that can take away like the chance of the home birth or you know more complications you have high blood pressure okay now, you know, you need more monitoring, you need to monitor the baby more, you need an IV, and right. like, every new intervention just increases your chance of more interventions. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> when we really think about what natural birth is like, it even starts before the conception point, really, if you really think about it, in your yeah. relationship, yeah, how you're honoring your feminine energy, mm-hmm. how you're falling into that. And then when the creation and and the baby and you get pregnant, it's a continuation of that. And I think most women tend to wake up at the point when they get pregnant of that feminine energy, right? Yes. But I hope those listening to this can then kind of tap into themselves and be like, okay, I can hear what Chantal is saying. I can hear what's happening in our world. I'm now pregnant. I'm going to have my baby how do I fall into this feminine energy? So we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit more after the break, okay. we're gonna take a, a brief break. This, is, this conversation is amazing. It's one, one, one. So it's definitely time to take a break. And <laughs> we'll be right back guys. We're talking to Chantal. She is an entrepreneur of love and 
doula skincare and um, a doula, and we're talking about natural birth, and we'll be right back at the Great Break Podcast in a few moments. Hey guys, this little advertisement is for Chantelle because, you know, she's been a client of mine, but she's also become a friend. And she's giving away an offer for Lavin Dula skincare products, which can be used even if you're not pregnant because it's made out of 100% natural products, lavender, um, some other elements that she puts in there. But if you want to get this amazing discount at 30% off your purchase, you can find the link down below by clicking it. And at the cart, you will see the 30% discount or if you would like to use the code in all capitals, GREAT BREAK, again, in all caps, GREAT BREAK, go ahead and take her up on this amazing offer uh, for being on the podcast and her generosity. Take a look at her products. And, you know, I hope that she, her wisdom has been able to help you on your own journey and coming into your sacred feminine powers of birthing and labor and delivery. So thank you, Chantel, for that. And of course, guys, if you want to work with me, come take a look at all the work that I'm doing for sacred feminine energies. Uh, take a look at my website, how I'm helping people. And if you'd like to be a guest on my show, come to the Great Break Podcast, fill up the application. I'll have a little session with me, see if we get along, you want to bring awareness to the world, I'm all about leveraging you guys, so yeah, hit me up, we can definitely do something and work together, and you know, coming into the new year, I just want to add this to all of those out there, you know, we're coming into a new state of consciousness here on the planet. And so everything that I'm trying to bring forward to you guys is to empower you in your journey. And so these guests are here to help you on your journey and to leverage them as well so we can create an amazing network of consciously awakened humans that are here to be themselves and to serve the creator. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, guys, to the Great Break Podcast. I'm Rena Wells, and I'm here with Chantal Mirza, who is a birth doula and owns Lavendula Skin Products. And I'm super excited to have her back. Um, we did record this, but we're coming back after the break. And we are talking now about natural birth and the, the roadblocks that Chantal has experienced personally and what she sees through her practice in the medical field that disempower women. So let's go into that a little bit, Chantel, so our listeners can understand maybe some points of where they may actually be, they're being disempowered in their intuitive knowing or their, you know, Mm -hmm. their, their gut feeling of what's happening to their bodies or whatever else. What are some of those roadblocks that you're seeing in our medical field? Well, there's so many, but um, I'll just, bring up some of the ones that I've sort of like experienced yeah. and I think it really boils down to like not the the medical um providers like not trusting the woman's own innate wisdom and treating her like a patient or like like yeah like a patient or like someone who is not a part of the whole process like for example right. 
um, when I went in for my induction with my son, like, um, I had to get a Foley and, you know, the woman was like, oh, you're going to be on that Foley for like 12 hours. And like, I ended up dilating within like three hours and she did not believe it. She's like, it fell out and she's like, oh, it must have just fallen out. There's no way you dilated to five. Like, no, for sure not. I'm just like, no, I'm pretty sure I did because I've been doing squats and like doing all this stuff. And so right. she was wrong, of course, but like a lot of the medical providers, they're just in the way that they talk, they're so disempowering and yeah. they don't believe in the woman's ability to give birth. And right. they sort of almost act as though they're the ones doing it. Like we were just talking about, they're the ones right. giving birth. You are the patient. Birth is happening to you. Like you're not really a, pro a part of this process. Yeah. So there's, and I mean, like, it just comes down to like little things like um, if a woman doesn't want to have an IV or if a woman wants intermittent monitoring, intermittent fetal monitoring, so right. she can move around during labor. A right. lot of That's times they get. don't want that. Yeah, they yeah. want you glued to the bed, but it's like, how's a baby going to come out? If you're lying, they're glued to the bed. you got to move. You know, yeah. my, my OB didn't want to check me on all fours. Like I felt better on all fours. Yeah. yeah. And how a lot of women position. do. Yeah. 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 And she didn't want to check me and she laughed yeah. at my birth plan. So yeah. see, that's just a perfect example. Like laughing at your birth plan, not believing in you that you can have this natural birth that you know you can have. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I can't really like I, I'm like where does the blame come from but I mean we have been suppressed for eons our divine feminine energies and so I know there's a rise that's happening up right now and so it really disempowers women and like you're saying and their ability to birth and so where did your confidence come from like digging deep inside of yourself like where to like first of all to do natural right yeah a lot of women are like whatever else you know I don't right. know about that but then the confidence also once you did it. Yeah, well, it's crazy because um, I was a little bit overconfident going into my first birth. <laughs> okay, like, okay. I was just like, I can totally do this. Like, I read a lot of books. And I think all the information that you surround yourself with is going to influence you. Like, if you're constantly reading Definitely. up, like, horror stories or, like, listening to your doctor who doesn't believe in natural birth. Oh, my God. Like that. You're bringing a memory up because I used to watch the TLC Natural Birth, and I when yeah. I was pregnant with my first, I had to stop watching it because they were so traumatic. It made me yes. scared. Yeah, yeah. A lot of women have to like protect what they read when they're pregnant because the mental, it's such a mental game. Like the whole birthing process and like having that, um, like the strength to get through. It's really mental, and also like the people you surround yourself with. Like my doulas really helped me believe. Like. My doula was like, you are made for this. Like, you can do this. And she was an older lady. Um, she had given, done, like, over, like, 3,000 births. And, like, wow. I was like, if this woman who's watched 3,000 women give natural birth, you know, she knows this can be done. And she, um, like, she believes in me. And it made me believe right. in myself, right? So I think that seeking out someone older is very key. Or, and I mean, even younger, but like, I think having like a mentor or someone older who, you know, has really seen it been done many yeah. times, 
Um, you feel that confident with that to boost you in your own confidence, right? Yeah, mine, exactly. Mine did that for me completely. Yeah. And she said to me, Rena, the fear is inside of you. If you can, right. if it's inside, you can overcome it. And that was a click in my head. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I'm, it's inside of me. My body's surrounding it. Then I'm bigger than the fear. Like that exactly. literally gave me courage. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's so true. And just like, um, I think just like knowing that women have been doing it without medication, that's what we were made to do. And I think that's really powerful. Um, and then, uh, what was together? I well, lost it. Act of like, <laughs> well, even that whole act of like what you're saying, like we have such an important gift by the creator to like bring in souls. Like we transmute yeah. souls into this world. Yeah. And that we're not seen as that in this world. Like we're not mm -hmm. seen that that's a powerful thing, that raising children is a very powerful thing. It's the next generation or building yeah. a home and building community because that's their stability, you know, yeah. for our children to create. Like I remember reading somewhere, we're not raising children, we're raising adults. You yeah. know, like, they're going to be adults one day and it's a very yeah. important role. And so it's like the whole next generation. Exactly. Yeah. So and even the act of sex, like if you think of how far it's been taken away from creation, yes, like just how our society is just completely like it's just it's crazy. You could go really deep, <laughs> really deep. But yeah, even sex has shame around it, and yeah, and even and pregnancy it. in a lot of in a yes. lot of cultures, it's like you don't want to show you're pregnant because that means you had sex or like that's shameful that you're pregnant, which is like, it's yeah. very natural thing. And if people were more talking about it, if it became, even women were more open about learning about pregnancy and things like that, they would be a lot more empowered in the birthing and motherhood journey. I believe. Totally. Even yeah. like you're bringing up, like when my first child was born, I took pictures of her, like with, she was just out of the, out of, the womb and she still had yeah. like all the gook on her and everything and then i was like nah send that my little caribbean family and they're they're islam but they're like don't send that to grandma you can't do that with the blood and all this stuff that's not yeah why that's natural like that's she's fresh out i thought it, she looked yeah. beautiful i know yeah maybe that sounds gross to some people but no i don't like, think so it's amazing oh, right, right? Yeah, yeah and like i that's one thing i really really regret because when i had my first i was still like had a little bit of that shame. I didn't get a birth video. I didn't have a lot of pictures. I didn't want people taking my picture. Now I'm like, I would do anything to have that one video. Right? Totally. Like, I oh wish I did God. that too. Yeah. And it was almost like when I wanted to see myself, my doula gave me a mirror with the first yeah. one to look. And I was traumatized when I saw the baby crowning. I was like, oh my yeah. God, I can't deal with this right now. No. But now <laughs> I wish I did yeah that. I know and like it's funny because even when you're the one who's given birth you don't realize how miraculous it is I didn't realize till I witnessed my first birth of someone else and I started oh, crying wow. and wow. I was like whoa like it was like a moment where I was like this is amazing the fact that women do this every day the fact that I've done this I've done this twice, like, twice. like I, it was like a real epiphany. And I was like, women are badass. Like, this is crazy. This is not just average. This is not just normal. Every like, this is really, really like a superpower. And 
when I was growing up, people would always say stuff like that. Like, oh, women are superheroes. And like, I always thought that was silly. But now it's like, I really get it. Like, no, there is this initiation into motherhood and, you know, the birth and like, it is something sacred and it is something powerful and it is something um, to be cherished. And I think that a lot of society tries to like downplay it. Yeah. And and the OBs try and take that power away from women, that they're not the one birthing. Completely. I even had a female OB, which shocked me that she was so disconnected from her own feminine energy that she was unable to support me in those moments because she was so indoctrined with that Mm -hmm. control factor. Yeah. And it also comes back to their bias because there was um, a story of a nurse, a mom who wanted to have a natural birth and Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't going well. The nurse came up to her and she said, she said, you're going to get an epidural, honey. She's like, I wanted to have a natural birth too, but I had two Mm C-sections. And like, so, you know, like, and she said that to the mom who's in labor, it's like, oh, you think you can do it? Well, I didn't do it. I, I was so stupid to think I could have a natural too, but it didn't work. So it's like, they put their bias on you or their own, like if it didn't go well for them, they try and pin that on someone else. Right. So, right. There is definitely a divide there. I know when I say that I birthed naturally and I remember going to a parent group thing with my, with my with my baby and you know another one was there and she's like well I birthed naturally too just because I had a c-section doesn't mean it's not natural and so there's definitely like this this separation Mm -hmm. that happens with our sisters yeah you know yeah and it's like it's a shame because it's like it's I think it's a tricky situation because like ultimately like a lot of people the goal should be vaginal birth like that's what I preach as a doula but there are situations where it has to be a c-section or there's situation where it didn't have to but it just ended up that way and it was a disservice to that woman and I think that a lot of people instead of dealing with that almost trauma of like that didn't need to happen they have to defend it which is fine I guess it's understandable And it's like, it's tricky, you know, because it's like, and then, yeah, you don't want to like make someone feel bad, but it's like, we need to do better for our women. And that's why I, that's kind of my passion in being a doula is like, you know, (laughs) completely. I love that because if we can start changing the narrative so that women also don't have shame about the way that they did give birth, that they did end up having a C-section, you know, they are a product of what happened of where they just didn't get the support or the knowledge or the love or the mothering that Mm -hmm. they were totally meant to have you know maybe that could have changed and so you're saying like if we can change that in our world and the work that you're doing right which I think is amazing what you're saying that it's the OBs like birth is not a thing that happens to you it's like what was that the birth doesn't happen yeah, like the OBs try and take that they were the ones who birthed your right. baby. It's like, no, the woman birthed her baby, whether it was C-section or vaginal. Like, you did that. You, you know are I mean? doing it. Right. right. And get the confidence because, like, I I see that. Like, the women, it's like, oh, the obstetrician had to do that, and then they rushed me in, and they, they did all of that. And that that is taken out of 
away from the woman and the strength that she had to hold, the courage that she had to hold in, yeah. the, in that moment. And the, um, the aspect of that confidence level that yeah. pushes you after birth. Talk to me about your confidence level as a woman and as, you know, how you've taken that through your own birth experience into like your business, that confidence yeah. level. I think it's just kind of happened naturally, like through giving birth and also through being a mom, it's kind of like mm. you have no choice but to like fuck right? up and like, you know, like it's like a child is nursing on me all day. It's like I yeah. don't have to deal. Yeah. Right. And just like it's almost like your children give you the the strength too. Like with me starting my business, it's like, I, you know, it's like, I don't know if it's, I don't exactly know how it happens or how it worked, but it was like, I just kept thinking of like, you know, I want to make them proud. I feel like they brought in all this extra like ambition to just like do more. And like, I just feel more confident in it. And it's funny, the confidence, like even now, if I'm like out without my kids, I'm so used to being around them all the time. If I'm like walking down the street and I'm not, they're not there, I feel empty. I'm like not as confident. I'm like, where am I? Why am I walking here alone? <laughs> right? It's like that mama bear kind of comes out and you can like be in that mama bear and that like confident. I, I completely hear that because even like my own intuition, like my daughter brought through, reopened my psychic gifts again and had me wow. doing readings and all. Like there's yeah. something that happens with our children that they bring yeah. to us. They really mm, do. Mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful yeah. thing. Not just to have a little piece of you. I know a lot of people want to have babies because there's a little piece of you, but there's like a a beautiful soul contract that happens that they give you so many more gifts in ways that you never thought yes. you could have. Yeah. Like your business. Like your business. Yeah. Yeah. I totally believe my son brought like the confidence and like the ideas and like yeah, I just, like, think of him, like, even when I was pregnant, I could sense his, like, he was a very strong, mm. sturdy soul, and I just felt that presence, like, around me, and even now, I just, right. I feel it, like, I sent you that picture, remember? Yes. He, he's just, like, he's just, like, this little baby. He's, like, this like, little Buddha. He's a Buddha. He's just sort of, like, he's all, he knows everything already. Right, and it's, like, okay, I gotta make this little Buddha proud, like, <laughs> But I do, I think he brought it in too, like with his, his soul, like they bring with them their own gifts and you birth them through your body. So there's bound to be like, a. I guess, I guess they, there's they, like that I, energetic I, connection. Like there's something yeah, definitely exchange or connection. Yeah. It's very yeah. fascinating. It is. It is. Cause I remember with my, with my daughter, there was an aspect of, she's so intuitive, right? And like, mm. I could not eat chicken with that child. Like to this day, oh. she can't eat chicken. You know, I was like, I was oh. so tapped into her food yeah. at that point. Yeah. And even the whole psychic stuff and everything else, like she brought in what I was meant to be doing. So, wow. That's so funny. You mentioned about the food because my son was allergic to, like when he was born, he had colic. I couldn't eat wheat, dairy, soy eggs and I cut all that stuff out of my diet and it was like this spiraling effect of like learning that I was sensitive to dairy and that oh. I had Lyme disease and like 
one thing led to the other because of him. And I, I, my hope has improved so much since cutting those things out. So I truly believe it was like him bringing that to me. <laughs> oh, they do. They love us up in ways that we yeah. never thought possible. And especially the souls that are coming in now, like yeah. our children are very, very tapped in. Like they need that stability from us and to any of the listeners that are listening and if you're pregnant or planning a family like the souls that you're bringing down now are completely different like you know from 20 years ago or whatever else like it, there's there's definitely a higher sensitivity and a psychic yeah. thing and a and these gifts that are coming in and so we're dealing with a lot of this like we're birthing these highly sensitive babies in in these systems where really it's like a spiritual warfare if you think of it because we're bringing such high frequency souls through us Mm. into Mm -hmm. a system that's really highly controlled especially since covid i knew some women couldn't even birth with their husbands there because of covid there's so many different things like that are happening in the u.s too with the abortions and the like there's so much things around birth and mom and all of this and so let's go into that a little bit more about the spiritual warfare that yeah so I think that's that's so true and it's very powerful and like when you mentioned bringing in the highly sensitive souls and like I do believe that there is like I don't know if it's a conspiracy or what but it's almost like to oppress that sensitivity because a lot of these medications and things cover that and we know that like uh trauma and things like that also can um shut down certain parts of us or you know cause issues that manifest later on but like some of the things that I know that I I kind of had a realization that like the way that they treat the infant immediately after birth and also the mom as giving birth is can be looked at as like a spiritual warfare with like just the fact that okay they immediately cut the cord you know they don't want to do the delayed cord clamping they don't want to Um, they just immediately just sever that bond. They immediately whisk away the baby, start, you know, rubbing it down. They put the eye goop on their eyes. Yes, the yeah. eye goop. Because I they didn't don't... get the gaze with my daughter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, because, like, in, in ideal situations, baby should be placed on mom's chest. You know, they gaze. They say that that gaze is very important to the bonding and the attachment and the way their nervous system is set up for the rest of their life. So right. those moments, like they call it the golden hour, that hour uh, after birth should be protected. And if they can mm. delay the infant exam, that would be ideal. But every, all these hospitals are like so fear-based and like. That they, and so when the baby's placed there, that the cord is still pumping. I'm just trying to give that yeah. to, the, to the listeners. So the, the baby, the, not the, the, the most, you know, I guess natural, the best way, I guess is. I want to say best, I don't know the right word for it, but ideal, right? Situation yeah, ideal. would be you the baby comes out, the baby's placed on your on your breast, on your chest, the cord is not cut right away. There's still the pulsing that can happen. Yeah. And then you get the eye stare, which I didn't realize yeah. until we recorded the first time that I never I had bonding issues with my daughter because they put the yeah. book, they took her away, they whisked her away, they cut the cord yeah. right away. Like it was all so traumatic that I had a harder mm. time bonding with her where my son I was able to pull him out look at him the cord wasn't cut right away we had the gaze 
yeah I had an easier time bonding with him like I never Mm -hmm. until we recorded the first time so yeah that whole aspect that you're talking about is um there they really do interrupt that that hour that you're yeah and if you think about that that forms the attachment that could be setting up their nervous system for all of their relationships Mm -hmm. for the rest of their life and think about how that ripple effect can go on through society right when we talk about like the trauma and the attachment styles and like yeah it's crazy so that's it's really powerful and it's like it's so crazy that you notice the different bonding through the different yeah and the skin to skin and it's like if you think it was traumatic it's less traumatic for them because they still feel you, the temperature, like mm-hmm. they still have the the cord and like they're still with the body and that they were mm-hmm. in for nine months. They're not just with strangers right. poking and prodding them. And, right, the you know, smell probably of the yeah. mom. I know yeah. the smell was big with my daughter. Like I yeah. said, people, uh, if I put her down, I'd have to put my shirt with her. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because thank God they've come farther where they were when they would whisk the baby away to the nursery and like, right. Like wouldn't even be around the mom. Now they have like in room, they have the baby in the room with you and stuff. Like I know back in the day it was even kind of worse. Like, and they have the, you know, moms are awake for a C-section before they used to be completely asleep. So imagine how can you bond? You're like not even awake, you know? Right. So. You wake up and there's this child there. You're like, what is this? Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of spiritual warfare that, that's happening with the interventions. The, mm-hmm. the, and I mean, we understand that there could be medical aspects Need. that are going yeah. on and needs for it. But I feel like what we're doing this podcast for is to bring this awareness to the women to maybe, you know, question things and their own self-autonomy and what their instincts are telling them and what their soul is telling them about what they want to experience with Mm -hmm. their baby and so tell us a little bit more about how you're doing that like through your work you know building maybe some confidence in in running your business and what you're bringing in your products to help women and also through your dualship and building your you know building your own confidence and like how to provide that through dualship and can you yeah. inter- can you interlink you know how your business is helping women how you're helping as a doula how you're bringing yeah. this awareness well like right now process. as as a doula um I just you know I can't put my views on people you know I have to allow right. women to make their own decisions I can kind of educate and help lead them in the right direction so like yeah. I always encourage people to like create a birth plan just to get them thinking. And then a lot of women could benefit from like a childbirth education where you can learn some of this stuff. I'm recommending books to them just to get them thinking in that direction. But some people, they never even thought about that or they don't quite realize how it would be. Um, And, you know, when you, you know, it's, I think it's good. Like it's, it's important. So people need to put a lot of thought into it, research, educate themselves. Um, create a birth plan and like I can encourage them to like ask questions but like long term I would love to like uh put out more content of like educating people like this I don't know on YouTube or wherever Mm -hmm. but right now I'm kind of just more boots on the ground like doing the doula work um yeah 
that's exciting yeah. work too though like, the yeah. way that, like you're saying witnessing births and things like that that's yeah. so empowering and just even like what you're giving tidbits to women and women that are listening to you now in regards to you know what would you the confidence what would you say to women like oh I, I don't know if I could do that you're talking a little bit like uh, crazy over here or you know I trust the medical field and the doctor but yeah but they're having some kind of inkling because obviously when they listen to our podcast if they weren't having some right. kind of inkling at this point to maybe share about how you would encourage them to maybe trust those little nagging feelings they're getting yeah and I think that that's a, like you said that's a huge indicator like if you're having that inkling then you know don't just shut it down like open right. it up like explore look into you know what where is that leading you where is your intuition leading you and know that when you're following your intuition the medical system may not always be on board so you have to prepare yourself that we've been conditioned to just accept 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 what they tell us but it's like they will and i know my mentor the, the woman i mentor has told me that you know medical professionals you know unfortunately like they will bold face lie to you at times like they I know do. It's right. <laughs> yeah. they do. right so it's like i mean they're like i i don't know what that's all about but it's important to have your own knowledge to be educated everyone's mm. human everyone has their own bias at the end of the day, it's your body. You're the one who has to deal with all the repercussions that come out of your birth, that come out of your those first moments of bonding, right. that come out of all the decisions you make throughout your pregnancy. You don't let your OB be the one directing you. It's your body, it's your life, and you are the one that will have to live with that for the rest of your life. For example, say things don't go well. You know, mm -hmm. like you, you need to be in charge of that. So educate yourself. Look into mm -hmm. all the things, you know, don't necessarily just believe everything that your, your doctor says and, um, you know, get a second opinion. Like there's just so many things that how women can be involved. Hire a doula. That's a yes. huge one. Um, that women can be more involved in the whole process. Totally. It's yeah. that's so empowering. Just hearing you speak that way, Chantal, because like, honestly, it's like, there's so much trust that we put you know, mm -hmm. into our obstetricians, you know, I know growing up in my family, it's like, we're Indian family, like, oh, doctor, doctor, yeah. you know, like, this is the thing, they, they're educated, mm -hmm. they know what they're doing. And yeah. we have been conditioned that way, where it takes away from our own instincts, like you're saying. And so, yeah, you know, I think women listening to this and hearing what you have to say is really important, because we need to question those things so that we're honoring, like you said, mm -hmm. we have the repercussions, like, I didn't realize I had birth yeah. until I talked to you. Yeah, that was 17 friggin' years ago. Yeah, I know and a lot of women have right? those times so common. I have I have throughout. Yeah, it really does. It's caused issues with my own children. I'm like, oh, this is because I didn't bond with my daughter at this point. I yeah. Didn't, it brought up my own insecurities and my own self that I couldn't bond. Mm -hmm. Like it 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 carries on. It's not just the birth is over and done. It's like it Yeah, it really does. And like there's obviously like, you know, like there's things that can be done, but like, yeah, you're the one that has to, to deal with it. Like, you know, it's, it's serious, it's serious stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's your own life. You've got to take it seriously. And even for me, it's hard. It's actually easier for me to stand up when it's someone else's birth. Mm -hmm. 
(laughs) when it's me or like my kids because like even having kids I'm having to stand up to medical people at times like about their health Mm -hmm. or like I always get a little nervous because you always think that the doctor is gonna think that you don't know what you're talking about or think that you're silly stupid or Mm -hmm. whatever but you just have to you just have to find that like mama bear in you and like this is for my best interest and a lot of times mm-hmm. you will surprise them because if you are educated, um, you know, yeah, you'll catch them on their their stuff. Like they'll be like, "You're right," sure. like you know, because <laughs> they For know, sure. and if you know, they don't expect you to know too. So that's why education is so important. So important, and to call them yeah. out so that you are educated, and you know what you're talking, and you're following your instincts, so that they can, you know, have a decent conversation with you instead of brushing you aside. Yeah. So let's go more into your business how do you see things progressing in the world with what you're doing what are your next steps what are you looking at with lavendula products and and all of that what do you well i'm just looking to like obviously expand like i think that my products are so good for pregnant women like they everyone that's used them loves them they're made with love and i truly believe in like the power of um like floral medicine. Nice. I don't know if you've ever looked into that. Oh, I need <laughs> like the plant. energy. I love the plants. So plant yeah. energy. So like you know, the, there's the yeah. energy behind everything. Like with the rose, the rose essence, and like so our belly oil has like the lavender and rose. And I think that doing that self care when that. you're pregnant, or the birth oil has the clary sage, which can help with going into labor. And um, I want to just expand. I want to do a baby oil. I want to do a face oil. One of the girls that I sent my belly oil to uses it in her hair. Oh, and I'm wow. like, okay. Like she loves, people just use it all over because they love the smell. They love that it's all natural. So I'm just like, this has got me going. Like I need to expand. So I got that going on one side. I got the doula. Um, I want to expand eventually to do more education and like, uh, you know, put out YouTube videos, help women to know why it's important to have a doula and maybe help things go more mainstream. Um, And to like, obviously we don't want to go against the medical field. We want to work together with them. Ideally, maybe educating medical uh, staff. That's a great idea. Yeah. 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 So just to like create systemic change for everyone. I completely hear that you're bringing like such awareness to the planet. Chantal and everything that you're doing and the products that you're bringing out like with the plants and the natural you know essence of that like it's so important because you know mother earth is our is our home and she grows our medicines and Mm -hmm. there's something definitely that's connected you know that we can connect to earth with our bodies with our yeah yeah and you know you made me uh realize that like having gone through the birth trauma and all the anxiety, um, I wanted to start like my own, um, herbal remedies for pregnant women. So like for anxiety, for postpartum blues, for postpartum depression, like things like that. Cause when I was pregnant, that's what I would take. I would take like all the natural stuff. So I've always wanted to do that. I just haven't gotten to that, but I think I might branch that off of lavendula and kind of branch into like the herbal uh, oh, my God, like natural teas and things like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, that's and kind of got in my mind. <laughs> that's, that's been in my amazing. mind for a while. 
Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Even like, yeah, you could definitely burn tone, do all kinds of different things naturally for women and for babies. I love the massage oil thing for the babies. Yeah. Yeah. We're very big in right Indian culture with the massage and the, we have songs to go along with it. Like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Massage is so there's this one, well, there's this one song because it was my son's birthday yesterday, and so my mom is here, and she's like, Ethan, do you remember the song we did as a massage? She's like, yes, mom. He's like, Eka Baka Ting Palawa. So I, it's like a Hindi kind of That is so cool. Thing, and he's remembered the song from when he was born. Oh, my god! Like, from the time he was that. little. Yeah, because yeah. massage and human touch, like, it's so underestimated in our, like, I feel like it's not as common even in our no. yeah even baby wearing and all that stuff like I see more women yeah. doing which I love yes. yeah like yeah. all of those things are coming out like women you know are wearing their babies more and being yes. with their babies and co-sleeping and yes yeah. yeah yeah I think there's a huge movement towards that and a lot of people say it's like just like granola or hippie but I think it's becoming a little more mainstream <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Okay, Chantal, I could talk to you forever about this. So I know. I'm like, there's so many things. My mind is going. <laughs> so many. We're going to definitely have you back because we're going to definitely get into more about your business expands. We're going to talk more about all the new ideas and things that you're bringing to the, to the world and your products yeah. and all of that because I, I really believe in everything that you're doing for women. So thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank well, you so much. Doing? Oh, you're so welcome. Like, I, I love this conversation. How would you, what would you like to leave with all the listeners? What would you like to leave with them today? Um, I guess if you're, you know, woman or man, you know, just believe in your own inner wisdom, <laughs> believe in mm. yourself, believe in your strength. Um, and if you're pregnant or, or looking to become pregnant, definitely look into hiring a doula. Um, do your own research, empower yourself. And I guess this goes for any medical issue. Empower yourself, educate yourself. Um, yeah, I think that's, that, that's kind of yeah. what I would leave them with. <laughs> I could go Amazing. on, but I'll, I won't. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing, Chantal. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you guys, if you want to check out Chantal, all her information is there in the tags down below make sure you check out her instagram follow her check out her products again you don't have to be pregnant to use her products you can put it in your hair you can use it all over your skin um you know take a look at what she's bringing to the world and uh yeah i just want to say thank you again for being on the show and yeah thank, thank you so much so thanks welcome. for having me yeah love and doula skincare and um, I also use the belly oil all over, like after the shower. I'm just like, I'm not pregnant, but I love it. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go order some because I'm I'm here. I think I need to like try this belly oil. <laughs> it's really good. Thank you oh, so much for having me. You're so welcome. I loved it. I love talking about babies and stuff and all of this. It's so amazing the feminine energy that comes out. It's great. You guys don't forget to take a look at Chantel. Like, subscribe. And we'll be back again in a couple weeks with another show. Take care, everyone.